0: on today's episode of the bolts broadcast we talk about sweet sweet frustrations be tuned Season 3, episode 20 of the Bolts Broadcast. Mike Mitchelson and Chase Crawshaw joining you on this lovely Sunday night, Monday morning if you're listening on release. Chase, how you doing tonight? I'm doing perfectly fine. How are you doing? Uh, well, we'll get into that, that's for sure. Uh, I am feeling better. I might not sound much better as of right now. Sounds a little better. But I am feeling better. We are back in person, and I'm sure everyone's very joyous because... Holy cow, when I was editing, I realized what a difference the new setup we got going on makes compared to the old USB microphones we were using. It sounded very different. Oh, yeah, it, like drastically different. So I'm sure everyone's happy that we're back in the studio. Um, It was very tough watching football for me today. And I just have to first come out and say, Hey, if you're a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, I hate you because you are so lucky. The the term they hate us because they ain't us. That is exactly me right now. I hate you because I'm not you Uh, because my team doesn't have Tom Brady. And Tom Brady is the definition of clutch. Like anytime something goes wrong, Tom Brady's going to come out on the right side of it. It really shouldn't have gotten to overtime between the Bucs and the Bills. It did. Tom Brady was able to pull it out. I am so jealous. As a Bengals fan, I am just in constant pain. And you're a Alliance fan, so it's not really much of a difference there.
1: I, I'm, I've become kind of numb to the pain,
0: dude. And that is why I wanted to bring up the fact that I think I would rather be a fan of a team that is just constantly bad you know they're going to be bad there's no like hope that they're going to do something big then a team like my Bengals right now where they give me that hope they had that electric offense but it's just constant disappointment
1: living a hopeless life like Lions fans do is living a life of no meaning
0: would you rather live a life of no meaning or constant heartbreak to the point where it will become the death of you Constant heartbreak, where it'll be home death. I mean, no, I, I'd, it sucks. I hate it.
1: I'd rather be a fan of a sports team that has a chance to win every game they go into than be a fan of a sports team that has no chance to win every game they go into.
0: Sure, they have the chance, but they literally never, ever, ever, ever succeed on the chance when they are not favored. And even when they are favored, they lose games.
1: I'm like sorry, Okay, that's the Detroit Lions for my existence.
0: I, I just... I can't stand it. I can't stand it. And we're going to be talking so much more about the football landscape on our other show, WNP Sports Pod, this upcoming Wednesday. The show will drop on Thursday. So going to be talking more about that. But I I figure let's just continue with the frustrations just right off the bat. Let's talk about the most recent game the Tampa Bay Lightning played. They literally went up against the worst goalie tandem in the league, And they came out flat, scored zero goals, four-nothing loss to the Ottawa Senators. Incredibly frustrating. The intro for this um, show was sweet, sweet frustrations. This is part of the reason. I said in the beginning there should be no worry except for maybe the uh, 1 p.m. time slot where good teams usually come out slow. Uh, Apparently, like, we actually had to be worried. Yeah, like,
1: it it was just... Really, a, a game where the Tampa Lightning came out and actually didn't come out, if that makes any yeah, sense. No. Like, like they, they just didn't. Like, Yeah, you, you saw those those 20 jerseys on the ice, but um, it didn't mean that they were actually occupied by bodies. They they were just kind of nothing, and Brady Kachuk got his first NHL hat trick. Good for him. That's cool. But at the end of the day, you, you can't lose four-nothing to a team like that.
0: No, it's incredibly frustrating, but I can positively say... The Tampa Bay Lightning are not the Detroit Lions. The Tampa Bay Lightning are not the Cincinnati Bengals. I want to go back to the game before, that being against the Toronto Maple Leafs. I know, kind of weird. Why would we look at the most recent and then go back to the game before? Well, I think it's because, like we said, on Saturday they came out flat. They didn't even come out. When we see our actual team come out ready for a game, ready to play hockey, they're a phenomenal team. They went up against one of the hottest teams in the league, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and we were able to take it to them. Five to three victory. We got outshot, but that didn't matter. The opportunities that we were given, we were able to capitalize on.
1: Yeah, something I talk about all the time, man. It's just capitalizing on those great A's, and it's all it came down to. We were good for nine shots every period nine shots in the first, nine in the second, nine in the third, and that breaks down to two to one. Uh, just an efficient game. It's what the Tammy Lightning have done, you know, they play a high oct high octane game, which is still um I guess soaked in efficiency for lack of a better term. It, it it's something with a lot of skill, a lot of, you know, dynamic offense with great goaltending, but they do everything in an efficient manner. They don't go out and try to pull off sick moves and score or shoot 45 50 times a game. They just, you know, they, they just do things the right way while having the skill to do things unique uniquely every once in a while, you know. So, it's kind of what we saw in the in this in this uh Toronto Maple Leafs game. We we showed that we were the better team. You know, Toronto has been a very surging team as of late. Uh it, it was good to get out with a win like this.
0: And coming into this game, we talked about Jack Campbell and how, you know, he was drafted in the first round. What was it back in 2010, 2011? And he never really found that footing. He did well as a backup the past couple of years. And I think last year he took over as like actually getting legitimate time in net. This year he's a full-time starter. He finally found his groove. Well, the Tampa Bay Lightning completely exposed him. He let up four goals on 26 shots. The last goal was obviously an empty netter. Uh, It looked good. It looked good against a goalie that has recently found his footing, us being able to expose him like that.
1: Yeah, man, he he really has been just, like, playing very well this year, been kind of under-the-radar guy, never really. You know, he, he struggled a little bit getting his footing you know, truly right getting up to the NHL, but once he finally did, you know, in L.A., he showed that he is a very capable goalie and has been playing great for Toronto so far this year. So he's clearly a good enough to, uh, hockey player. It was just, you know, one where we took advantage of him finally, really, for kind of the first time all year.
0: Absolutely, and that ends our five-game road trip. Our first game back home is going to be against the Los Angeles Kings Tuesday night, 7 p.m. What do we expect out of this game? The kings they're a very middling team right now. They're a team that's still got some young pieces. They've got some older pieces that are still putting in some work. What do we expect to see?
1: They're riding off of Jonathan Quick, playing extremely well this year. And, you know, in front of him team's playing fine uh, nothing great but John the quick is playing really well saving them keeping them in games winning them more games than you know they probably should as well so it really just comes down he's gonna start net. comes down to how he plays and how the team in front of him plays if John the quick has any cracks in his armor then like this is an easy six nothing type of win like legitimately but if it comes down to play strong you know it's, it's gonna be a harder battle you're, you're gonna have to find goals you're not gonna be able to just have them given to you you know it's, it's gonna be a one where if he's playing good, the team from is going to have a little more confidence, and you know it'll be a better fought battle. But it should still be a safe win for the Lightning.
0: And if you are a fantasy hockey manager, if you've got Andre Vasilevsky, suit him up for this game because it should be a very good one for him. The LA Canes really have not been a great goal scoring team, sitting twenty fifth goals for per game. So Vasilevsky should be able to have himself a game and it should end with a Tampa victory. Absolutely. Uh, Let's now continue to talk about goalies, and that's with Ben Bishop. Having to call it a career after rehabbing for, what, like 14, 15 months, and he just hasn't been able to get back.
1: Yeah, you know, it it, it sucks to see. You know, he is obviously a one-time Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, He finishing off his career with the um dale stars obviously you know was in ottawa st louis as well so just kind of a a tough go for him you know the way had to end he did not want to end it this way he got to get in one appearance in the american league this year to try to see if he could do it and it just went horribly let up eight goals uh and it was just very clear that he just doesn't have it anymore wasn't able to properly heal so he's gonna have to call it a career you know he's coming off of two I mean, really, even like if you want to go back to 17, 18, three great seasons going into 2021. So, 17, 18, 18, 19, 19 20, three really good years of hockey for him. Uh, Getting to kind of be a 1A, 1B tandem with Kido, and it was a very good system that they had. And Dallas was always able to be in a very efficient team that way. So, you know, now they've been trying to pick up the pieces since he's been gone. Obviously, not been too easy with the way he played to finish off his career. So, kind of sucks that it had to end this way. Like, really, if he was healthy, he still had a chance to make the U.S. Olympic team. Like, he was still on that radar. So, you know, best of luck with you, Ben Bishop, whatever you got to do after this. Hopefully, you know, you can heal up all good, have no issues there, and then continue on in hockey in some fashion.
0: Yeah, and Ben Bishop really able to establish his career over here in Tampa Bay. Uh, let's not talk about Jeff Vinnick. He plans to sell a minority stake of the Tampa Bay Lightning, and th- there's very interesting things going on in the NHL right now when it comes to ownership. Uh, This is only a minority stake, but when looking at Jeff Vinnick, he is also a minority owner of the Boston Red Sox, which reminded me that the Pittsburgh Penguins are, did they do a deal yet or are they going to do a deal with Boston Red Sox ownership? I don't think it's happened yet. I I saw that
1: it was going to happen. Right. um, And like it was it was a little weird how it was happening. I like, um, I, I think Mario was still staying on as part of the board, even though he was trying to sell shares. Whatever, you know, uh, weird things going on. Kind of a weird partnership that they're doing. But yeah, it, it's really just like nowadays, um, companies are they're kind of trying to monopolize really things. Like you look at like Amazon, for example. You know, mm-hmm. they're they've you go to Amazon to buy your college books. You go to buy your beauty products. You go to buy your underwear. you buy everything from Amazon nowadays. And sports, you know, if you go look overseas, it's kind of that way. Like a team like FC Barcelona, they have soccer, hockey. They they have they have like everything. They like they're you know they're all under that club. And some some pro sports teams in North America are trying to go that way. That's kind of you know same but different with what's going on here. Like you're trying to have your kind of toes dipped into different waters at one time. Um, so I, I don't know if it's officialized yet, but it should be here soon.
0: And I've got no clue if there's if Jeff Vinnick is a part of the group from the Red Sox that are going in on the Penguins, I'd have to think he's not because he's also the owner of the the Tampa Bay lightning. But I found that very ironic that as the owner of the Tampa Bay lightning and also a minority owner of the Red Sox, there was that talk that Red Sox ownership was looking into Pittsburgh. So I, I thought the parallels there was a little bit weird, but what does this minority sell minority sale that Jeff Finnick plans to do with the Tampa Bay Lightning do to the actual team?
1: Uh, I'm sorry, I, I kinda of saw the last few words because I was reading about that Pittsburgh thing trying to get some more clarification mm-hmm. on the details. So re ask that question here in a second after I just want to say that um so that that deal for the pens and Fenway sports was like actually actually approved and, and official. Okay. So um and maybe something might finish all the paperwork, but like it's fully approved by by both leagues. Hmm. So go ahead and rephrase your question. I apologize.
0: So I am very curious to see if Vinnick is a part of Fenway Sports. I'll have to look okay. at him. Yeah, but um, um but know. no, my my question just was that with Jeff Vinick selling, I might a minority stake of the Tampa Bay Lightning. How does that change the Tampa Bay Lightning, if at all?
1: Oh, no, it, it, it right. doesn't. He, he still maintains the same um, control of the team. Like he, yeah. he already said that. Came out and said that they're looking, selling it with minority share, and if that happens, he will still have full control. Um, nothing's really going to change. It's just some more money coming in from different ways and a little less money getting paid to him out.
0: Right. Um, I'm looking now to see if I can find anything about Vinick being a part of the Fenway Sports Group. Uh, after leaving Fidelity, he started a hedge fund, Vinick, including Michael Gordon. Now, okay, so one of his partners is the president of Fenway Sports Group. Okay. So I don't know. There, There is definitely parallels between Vinick and that sale, which now has the Fenway uh, Sports Group owning the Pittsburgh Penguins. Interesting. Very much. All right, well, that's going to do it for the first half of this show. We're going to go to a quick commercial break. On the other side of the commercial break, we're going to be talking about the Olympics and how COVID issues might actually keep NHL players out of that, which would be terrible news. We'll be back with that right after this. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't yet available in your state, you can still get in on all of the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet $1 on any team to score, and you win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code THPN this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Any of your betting needs, whether it be NFL, hockey, NBA, whatever it has to be, make sure to head over to the DraftKings sportsbook. Uh, Chase, before we hop into the Olympic issues, I did want to ask, because I actually didn't at the start of the show. You had a game tonight. I did, yeah. Um, your team, there's been a lot of craziness that I've heard. Anything like that tonight? I mean, the episode is sweet, sweet frustrations. Any sweet, sweet frustrations with the team tonight? We won by nine, so we're good. Oh, one yeah. by nine.
1: Sheesh. Yeah, I've got no complaints on that front team Played pretty solid, a pretty inferior opponent. Uh, I mean, that's sweet, sweet got a, 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 a nice win, but our goalie, young kid, got his first career win, so that was cool.
0: Nice. Yeah. And then uh, you guys got a new ref and everything.
1: Yeah. It was good. Yeah, no, no issues now. We're all good in the hood now.
0: Perfect. All right. Well, let's now talk about the COVID issues that could keep the NHL out of the Olympics. That would be an absolute disaster. We've been talking about how excited we are to see Austin Matthews put on a show in the national stage. If this happens, I might cry.
1: That would suck. I might like, cry on show. Like, I, I enjoyed the 2018 Olympics, but I enjoyed it as a one-off. Like, you know, I, it's, it was cool to see some of these guys get opportunities that normally you wouldn't. But that's it. It's all, I, I need yeah. to see that once, and I've seen too, too many skilled players play in the Olympics before to not have that every year going forward. So this would definitely be a crusher. I want to see you know the best on best in the world stage. It's it's more entertaining. You're playing for a, you know a different beast in, in an Olympic medal compared to a Stanley Cup, so it's a different type of hockey played. So I'd rather see that. But I mean, if not, it's gonna suck. Gonna be sad. But as long as hockey's still there, as long as the U.S. is still going, I I, I, I guess I'll live with it. Yeah, you know?
0: gotta watch no matter what. Yeah. But when it comes down to it, the difference between Russia and everyone else. When the NHL isn't allowed to go is drastic. Oh yeah, and uh, they won it back in 2018, if I'm correct, against Germany in the in the gold medal game. Overtime. Germ Germany took them to overtime,
1: and then Germany took a penalty in overtime, and then you saw that the power play involved Kovalchuk, Datsuk, Voinov, and some other old NHLers. Like, oh, okay, Russia wins here. They yeah. win like 15 seconds into the power play. Yeah.
0: So. Uh, the the difference is drastic because obviously the KHL is a very high level of hockey, uh, just like the NHL. So really hoping for just great news and that the NHL can get over there because it would be awesome to see Austin Matthews put on that show. And I know there's no word about Jack Eichel being a part of this team whatsoever, but he has been skating. Maybe we can hold our breath. It I'm going to guess he wasn't on um, USA
1: Hockey's IHF list that they submitted earlier in the year. But
0: maybe I was just holding my breath still.
1: <laughs> uh, may, you don't hold your breath too long. But <laughs> whatever happens, I hope Babel took plays for Russia. I don't care whether NHL is or not. Cool. I want to see him play some more hockey.
0: Well, like, is, is Kovalchuk in charge of the selection of the team? Because he's um, he, front office with Russia, yeah, Russian yeah, hockey I, now, right?
1: I, yeah, I don't know if he's in, completely in charge, but he's definitely got a say in it. So he'd be like, hey, my buddy, Pav, yeah. he's ready. Absolutely. Let him captain this bitch.
0: <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen Pavladasi so play in some live action. It was
1: 2018. so In the Olympics, baby. looked awesome. Still playing. He's a legend. How's he doing right now? Do you know? I don't know his numbers. We can find, we can find him right quick. Um, yeah, let's you know, do that. He's obviously at this point in his career he's
0: what like 46 and
1: he so he was born in 78 so he's going to be 42 this upcoming year.
0: Oh okay. Um, so he's not that old.
1: I mean he's he's old for hours. Oh wait, no,
0: he's 43 right now.
1: Oh. Oh wait. Yeah, I did, that'd be I did, I did that math incredibly wrong.
0: Yes, he did. That's um, all right.
1: Yeah, that's that's all right. We, we're not worried about that here. And like he's not officially re- retired but he's also, like, kind of not playing this year. I I don't know what his deal is. He might be injured or something. I don't know. But since he's not technically retired, if he's good to go, like, let's see him on Team Russia.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Elite. His last season, 51 points. Or uh, 51 games, 35 points.
1: Yeah, that's not bad at all. He won, like, best veteran player that year, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, he can still play the game.
0: Definitely be cool to see him out there on the ice. Uh, All right, let's now talk about this situation that went down in the EIHL.
1: Yeah, so, uh, you know, a... A North American, Brandon McNally, who was playing for the Cardiff Devils against the Dundee Stars. And the EIHL is the um, British League, in case you do not know. So, you know, normal normal scu- little scuffle on the ice, little little incidents from nothing too crazy, whatever. You know, in, in European hockey, you sh- usually you, you get steeper penalties or kicked out of games for these type of fights. So, you know, he, he gets uh, uh, penalties being ushered off the ice to the box. But then he decides to jump one of the Dundee Stars players, just pummeling him in the back of the head for no for no reason. And, Good, you know he goes out. He goes out on the ice, keeps going at him. Uh, so now he's getting kicked out. And then McNally shoves another player, and then had to get held back from getting an altercation with a fan who was throwing stuff at him. Like like the fan was ready to go for throwing stuff at him. McNally was going at him, and teammates and refs had to get in between him and, and hold him back.
0: So he just. Almost pulled the Boston Bruins yeah, of yeah, the yeah. 80s. He, he lost it. Jeez. Uh, I don't think you can do that. No, but no, did, you cannot. Okay, I didn't know, because different league, you never know the rules over there, right? It's it's England. It's not like... <laughs> well, still. It's, it's not some, like, barbaric society. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, England's a little... Uh, no, England's very classy. They're very classy people, aren't they?
1: Yes, and uh, so he, he gets... Kicked out of the game, two-game suspension, and a fine.
0: Um, not great. Yeah, not, not, not ideal. It's probably quite a quite a video, though. I haven't seen it, so yeah, be very interested. All right, well, we're going to hop into hockey name of the day, but before we do that, I've got a new poll for you guys this week. Ooh. So I want to know, with World Juniors coming up this month and Olympics coming up in uh, just... What is it? Two and a half months, three months from now. I want to know, are you more interested in watching? Are you more excited to watch World Juniors or are you more excited to watch the Olympics? So we'll have that pull out on Monday morning, uh, Monday, you know, around noonish, do So I, you guys can vote in that. Do I answer that poll now or when we're done? I want, yeah, I want to know your answer now and I'll let you know what I think. It's World Juniors. It's not even close. Oh. It's not even
1: close. I If I could choose world juniors or Olympic hockey uh, like every year. Like you can have Olympics every year. Or world juniors every year. Give me world juniors.
0: I am extremely excited for world juniors and I will never, not ever be excited for world juniors. Oh, but Olympics. But honestly, if the NHL can participate in the Olympics, it's been eight years since we've seen the top of the top perform in the Olympics. And the Olympics is already only every four years, so...
1: Yeah, like, it's, it's exciting and all, but there's something different about the World Juniors because these guys are, like, in the Olympics, you're not doing... You're not always doing everything you can to help your team with. Right. Because you're jumping making, right back into your NHL season.
0: Yeah, Juniors are making a yeah. name for themselves.
1: Yeah, they're making a name for themselves. You only have this... <coughs> excuse me. Only this extremely, extremely small window. Mm-hmm. Some guys... If you even have the chance, you get the one camp invite your last year of eligibility, and that's the only time you ever even have, have a sniff at it. So you you get there, and you're like, "Holy hell!" I never thought I'd actually truly be here. And it's something that all these guys that are playing at this level they do think about this. You know, when I played hockey, I never thought about playing for the world junior team or the national team because I, I sucked. But you know, like when these guys are these guys are good at hockey, so they realize you know this would be an, an ultimate dream come true, especially in Canada, especially these NTDP guys, and then they get this opportunity, and then they play. You know, they play they play their dicks off. They, for lack of a better term, they go out there and and you know block, block shots. They, they they go out there and they, they get in scuffles. They they try to fight benches. And you know, this isn't just exclusive to, to like the men's top division. This is the other men's division. This is women's hockey. All these world juniors levels. It's 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 the same way. There's just an extra level of passion. Whereas you know, in the Olympics, um, for, especially for the men's. They have to go back to an NHL season, so they they're and they're all friends because they're all on the same teams. Blah blah. So they're they're not exhausting each other too much, you know.
0: Yeah, but it's the rarity of this. If okay, just watch the All Star game, man. If the NHL All Star games happen every single year, yeah, exactly. That's the difference. it's, it's, It's the same thing as the Olympics. If the the NHL can't participate, like we mentioned a little bit earlier on in the show, absolutely agree. World Juniors is more exciting, but if they do participate. It has not happened in eight years. You get to see what country has the best hockey players in the world. So just the rarity of it, being eight years already up to this point, not being another four years until we'll have this happen again, just because of that reason alone, I'm giving it to the Olympics if the NHL players perform. I've got a proposition for the Olympics. Okay. Cause I'm all about watching the
1: young players playing this. Cause like I like seeing I, I do I love seeing the NHLers. Like I don't want to see them play in the Olympics. But like if for whatever reason they can't play in the Olympics, I don't I really don't want to see a 29 year old playing in the German league, to like to be honest with you. I agree. Um, so alter it and make it only so it's like only the college junior guys. So like You don't have to be under 20, for example, but as long as you play college hockey or junior hockey, you get a chance to make that for everybody, not just for USA or Canada.
0: I'm okay with that because like obviously I'd be in love with that. But at the same time, if you don't make it a rule across the whole Olympic committee, you know, Russia's not gonna Yeah, yeah. They're not gonna be like, oh yeah, sure, we'll we'll abide. No, that's not gonna happen. But you can make like a U twenty
1: like twenty four and under roster. Yeah, that's fine. That that see that would that would be some good hockey there. I also
0: I also want to see North America under 23 uh that, you know, that team that they put together for yeah. what was it the World Cup for Hockey or whatever. Yeah,
1: World Cup of Hockey, which I didn't bring up in the news. There's discussions about possibly bringing that back. They, like they like the players want it back and um Don Ferry is really fighting to bring it back
0: and bring back that NA uh 23 and under team because those jerseys were filthy, the team was filthy. Uh, it would be so exciting to watch. Yes, but
1: ex- expand it. And don't make just one team your up team. Well, let the other teams get murdered. Who cares? Yeah, that's fair.
0: Also, a reason to be excited about the Olympics. Who doesn't want to see
1: U.S. beat China fifty to nothing? They'll beat them fifty to nothing with their reserves, dude. It's who?
0: But still, who doesn't want to watch that? Me, kind of. i feel bad. All right, here you go. Hockey name of the day. Uh, again, that poll is going to be available at Bolt's broadcast on Twitter. Uh, hockey name of the day is Victor. Uh shak Vorostov. shock vorstov
1: beautiful victor Shakvorostov. Vorostov. victor shak Vorostov is a 26 year old russian forward in case you can tell he was russian who was recently played in the vhl making a move to the uhsl which is some ukrainian league couldn't tell you if it's the highest level or not i've never heard of it but in the vhl which is like russia's american league Four points, 29 games, whatever, perfectly fine. Played in Kulun last year, um, you know, really his only KHL action, I think, ever. Yep, it looks like ever played over in North America for a little bit. One year in the USHL where he had one point through 22 games with the Indiana Ice. So not a very good player, but still playing pro hockey, still getting to live the dream.
0: Uh, a decent name, and make sure to be tuned for the next hockey name of the day because Chase said he had a good one, uh, but he left his laptop at home for this recording. So we had to come up with a replacement. But he said we have a good one next week. So Yeah, I like it a lot. So that'll be a, a fun hockey name of the day. But that's going to do it for this episode. If you want to stay up to date, Chase will let you know how to do that. Yeah, as always, I want to thank you guys for
1: listening. If you want to support us on Patreon over there, we'd really appreciate it. Nothing required, but you can just go check us out there if you want. Go to follow us on Twitter at Bolts that Bolt's broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at Hockey Podnet. That's at Hockey Podnet. While you're at it, follow WMP on Twitter at WMP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod. Get all the content you need between those three Twitter accounts right there. Make sure you go to the Find all the podcasts in the, network there, in the network there. Boom. Click the logo. Listen easy peasy lemon squeezy. Make sure to check out our blogs while you're at it. Wherever the same, create us five stars. Send us your questions, comments, concerns. We really appreciate
0: it. Wherever you do, don't forget to code THP and we sign for DraftKings. Oh, and big news if you're a college football fan, Quinn Ewers just committed to Texas. Shocker. All right. That's going to do it. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.